Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. What's up, everybody? Oh, it's been a while. We've, uh, we haven't done an episode in a couple weeks, and we've been preparing for this one. This one, uh, I think, is going to go down as one of our, our best or hopefully the most influential to, to moving what you think the contact center is going to be, because what we're going to talk about today has made me think about everything that we do in the contact center, in customer experience, in the contact center, in technology, in data, in security. And it's kind of flipping it all on its head for me. And to be honest, I'm, I'm spinning a little bit. So I think that this may be a little cathartic as well. Um, you, you know, all the podcast episodes that we have done. And by the way, if you don't know me, my name is Tom Laird. I'm the CEO here at Expedia Interaction Marketing. We're a call center outsourcer that's located in uh, in Northwestern Pennsylvania in Erie, PA. Getting back to that, all of the things that that I have talked about in these podcasts have been, you know, things of my experience, things that I think could help and and hopefully have helped because I've done them. I've had experience with them, whether that's workforce management, how to monitor, how to talk to a a, a disgruntled employee, workforce management, call center technology, getting into COVID and how we're doing work from home. So all the things that, that we're doing in my contact center, you know, I've just tried to give you every bit of information or knowledge that I have to try to help. Well, what I want to talk about today is something that's new, something I don't have all the answers for, something I'm not sure where it's going, although I know it's coming. And if you listen to the podcast, I want to have you prepared for this as well, or at least thinking about it, or you know, really helping me as well, um, try to think through where some of this stuff is going. So really, I mean, over the past three or four years, but I would say it's really picked up steam in the last year since really COVID hit. All you hear about is Bitcoin and Ethereum and NFTs and blockchain, cryptocurrency, right? And for a lot of us, it's just something that, you know, some, some you know, millennials, you know, have thought about and, and they play in and it's, it's not in my space, right? I, I, don't, I don't really deal with that. I don't understand it. So I'm just going to let it go. Well, I think that's a mistake because I think not only is it going to you know, have an impact on those guys, but this is now stretching across industries, across channels. Everybody's getting involved with it. And I wanted to talk a little bit today on where I see this and where you may be wanting to look for when it comes to the contact center, call center, customer experience, customer service, PCI compliance, data uh, security, you know, all those types of things that we deal with as call center managers and leaders every single day. I think that this is going to have a huge impact in our jobs 
in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And I don't think we've seen anything like this in the past. This isn't some type of voice biometric or speech analytic data. This is a change in how we operate. And, and I think it's that disruptive. So I don't want you to be nervous or scared about that. But I want this to be your wake-up call to say, hey, you know, we need to start looking at this. I think it's it's that vitally important. So let's talk about what what is blockchain. And that's what I want to focus on today. We're not going to talk about Bitcoin or any of that stuff. There's a ton of podcasts on that. And, and you know, that's not really the, the realm of why you're listening. But simply put, blockchain just basically allows for transactions to occur without a single authority to oversee them, right? So it does this by, it records transactions with an electronic, you know, what, what people call a ledger that everyone can see. And when I say everyone, that just basically means it's there. The only people who can see it have specific keys to pull that data, but it's written over thousands and thousands of computers. So it can't be changed. It can't be altered. There's kind of, uh, you know, these computers, they all over the world, they hold copies of this ledger. They, they're also continuously working to verify the transaction registered on it. So when we talk about these transactions, they're, they're stored forever. It's impossible again to tamper with them or alter them once they're made. Sensitive information uh, to each of these transactions can be cryptographically secured, meaning that they're only accessible again by those people with a key. Um, so again, the information can be disclosed at will, but it's only to the parties of, of that transaction. So we talked about Bitcoin, right? And, and mo most notably, blockchain is being used with all these different cryptocurrencies so that payments don't occur within a bank, right? A bank holds a ledger, right? They would be that, uh, that single authority that kind of oversees it. So if you have an issue with the bank and the bank says you're wrong, you're basically wrong. Now you can sue them, right? And you can do things like that. But when it comes to blockchain, there's no more questions. What happened is what happened. The information is there. There's no questioning it. There's no changing it. This is exactly what happened. So really, you know, blockchain, it, it, it democratizes and secures transactions, right? It makes transactional ledgers it takes them away from one authority and kind of gives them and, and puts them in the hands of everyone, right? So no longer is a is data just being held by one entity, uh, but it's it's being held by thousands and thousands of computers with all of the information that nobody can really lie or change or alter anymore. So that's a real rough definition um, and, and kind of explanation of what blockchain does, what it what it is, and. If you just even think about what I just said, can you imagine the, the different use cases for this? And some of them I want to get into here in this podcast, right? So the first one I think is pretty easy, but it's going to have a huge impact in the contact center and that's sending and receiving payments. So just, just, like, just like Bitcoin right now, we are going to be able to send and receive payments without using a bank, um, without using you know, that that central kind of third party that we have to process payments through. You know, credit card processing, I believe, will totally change um, using this blockchain technology because we no longer need that one source um, to, to say, hey, this payment went through. Let me take my 1.25% and move on. Um, now, granted, there's going to be some fees that are probably involved with this. And there's there's we can get into other things with crypto and miners and things like that. But for the most part, 
I think there's a revolution in payment processing, how payments are going to be made. And it's not just buying things with with Bitcoin, right? That's not what I'm talking about. But the actual process of when you purchase something and having it locked in blockchain to say, yes, I did purchase this on this date. Yes, they said I was going to be receiving this. And that gets into some smart contracts as well, which we're going to talk about. But the actual payment processing, I think, of sending and receiving payments is going to be forever altered using this technology. So that's the huge, because a lot of you guys take payments, right? And take payments that you want to do securely over the internet. And blockchain is going to be another way to take PCI compliance, I think, you know, to, to whole different levels. Right, this one is pretty interesting to me and it's, it's sending and receiving, you know, products, right? So not only going to, you know, the purchasing of it, but, but let's say the logistics of buying a product. So, you know, we can, we can look at, you know, the different status of where a product is in the cycle, right? So from where it's at the warehouse to, you know, when it's on a truck, you know, things are going to be able to happen to say, hey, we're going to take payment from this customer. You know, maybe this product costs $27. We're going to offer a way that you can see where the where the product is in the life cycle and the logistics of, of it from leaving the warehouse to getting on the truck to being shipped, and we're going to take a certain percentage of the $32, right, that this product costs at each of these different benchmarks, right? This is probably a bad example, but I think it's a good example to show you at least some of the things that, that can be done. So company's not going to take your $32 right at the beginning. They're going to offer you a way to be able to see it. When it gets on the truck, they're going to take 5 bucks. When it gets uh, to the warehouse, they're going to take $10. When it gets to your house, they're going to take the rest, right? So you can be assured that you're getting your product and where it's at in the in the life cycle. And this is also going to protect companies from people to say, hey, I never got my product, right? Because through blockchain, we're going to be able to actually see. And if somebody signs for it, if, if it's where it's left, um, it's all going to be locked. So there's no questioning anymore of, of, you know, where things are. You know, we can... We can look at this, and I don't know if any of you guys are old enough, or probably some of you are, to remember COD, right? Cash on delivery. And this is, you know, through blockchain, businesses could even have the capability to take customers' funds, you know, only when a product has been verified on the blockchain as received by the customer. So this can, again, can help protect customers, but it can also protect companies as well, making sure that their product was there and when they receive money and, and kind of everyone feels, feels comfortable with that. With this as well comes smart contracts, right? And, and using blockchain, contractual obligations, it can be tied to specific, let's just say kind of like if-then models, right? So they can be tracked, th- certain things can be triggered if certain other things happen within the contract, right? So let's say that you, you, know, you sign a contract with a cable firm. The cable firm agrees to have that service available by a specific date. If they do and everything works, then they receive their payment. If they don't, automatically you'll get your money back, right? Um, That's just kind of one, you know, I guess a a quick example. But because of this, when you call the cable company and say, hey, you were supposed to come on the 18th between two and four, and they say, no, we weren't. We're supposed to come on the 19th between three and five. uh, There's no more questions with that. Right now you're stuck, right? You have to believe the cable company. That's what they have. There's no changing that. Through blockchain technology, we will all have access to that same data to say, no, I just spoke to Janie Smith on this date. And as you can see right in front of you with the data, you guys were kind of wrong with this. Because of that, you know, I'm getting a refund on my deal 
Or maybe now there's a small percentage that comes off for the mistake that they made from this if they in contract. So smart contracts are going to be a huge piece of how business gets done because basically it's going to be a contract that's not just a piece of paper that we can argue about, but it's going to be a piece of of paper or a piece of blockchain technology that's going to have everything written out into it. And if certain things happen, you know, other things will, will kind of tag along with that. If certain things don't happen, then maybe refunds happen or, you know, you get your money back. So I think those are those are pretty pretty interesting use cases as well for for the coming kind of blockchain revolution. I think that this this next one is a huge piece of of how customers are going to be affected and that's kind of customer record keeping. So as it stands now, a lot of you who are listening out there, you know, you hold on to information from your customers um, for a certain specific amount of time, whether that's in your CRM, your Salesforce, your Zoho, your Zendesk. You also hold on sometimes to financial information, right? And that goes on to your PCI compliance and and kind of your HIPAA compliance. Well, with blockchain, right, we would be able to hold that data much more securely. That data can be updated instantly through through different mechanisms so that it's constantly updating in the background, right? Not just uh, when a customer calls in. Um, the other thing here as well is, the record of everything that that customer has done uh, can be attached in blockchain, right? So the customer can know exactly everything that they've done. Um, you're going to know everything that they've done without, you know, memoing or keeping notes into a CRM. Um, I also think, you know, if you look at when you talk about HIPAA, uh, there's a lot of, you know, real proprietary information. Same thing with credit card information, right? So to be able to hold that data in a real secure platform, make sure that you're getting the right information. You're you're never going to get an instance where you're going to get Janie Smith from Duluth and not a Janie Smith from Pittsburgh. Um, little things like that, that, that maybe could be a mistake when it comes to a, a patient's health. Same thing with credit card information. I'm not going to say that credit card fraud is going to go away, but you're going to be able to much more securely hold this type of PCI compliant data credit card information than just holding things on your server, right? That could be hacked, that could be compromised, right? So that's something that I'm very interested in seeing. Um, and you're, you're really starting to see that with blockchain, right? So, you know, people are becoming much and much more confident that their financial data that, you know, if you, you're holding a couple Bitcoins right now that are worth at the time of me recording this between, you know, fifty and $60,000, Right. We've never, quote unquote, really had a hack with that. What customers are doing now or what what Bitcoin and crypto guys are doing now, including myself, is we have uh, what are called crypto wallets. Right. And in these wallets, we hold our cryptocurrency. So, you know, I use Coinbase. Coinbase just went public. And through Coinbase, that's kind of like the TD Ameritrade or the Charles Schwab. Right. So I can buy Bitcoin. um, I can buy Ethereum. I can buy a ton of different type of cryptocurrencies. I purchase them and then I can leave them there because that's kind of a wallet too, but I actually use what's called MetaMask. And MetaMask, I just basically transfer my crypto. They they were given an encrypted code that then puts that into my wallet, right? And then through that wallet, I can buy specific things that are that are being used through cryptocurrency and I'm not using a bank, right? So 
you know, right now it's, you know, the big thing is NFTs, which are non-fungible tokens, right? Which is like the little artwork and the the things that you see there. NBA Top Shot is doing um, NBA highlights that they're actually putting into blockchain so that you can purchase them. There's a record of who purchased them, right? So they're basically, they turn into basically uh, digital trading cards. And if there's only 35,000 of them and I own one, I own one of 35,000. And there's a record of that because it's in blockchain. So I can trade those, I can sell them. You're going to see this with things like the the game, uh, the the kids game that just went public, which is Roblox, that a lot of your kids are playing, right? Understand Roblox went public not just because of the game aspect of it, be- because of the blockchain and the crypto and the NFT possibilities with it. So right now you can buy a hat, you know, a digital hat that your character can wear and everybody can can buy that digital hat. But soon... Those are going to be those are going to become NFTs, and through blockchain technology, it's going to show that my daughter bought this hat on this day for this amount of money. There's only one of them, and she owns that hat, and she's going to be able to sell that hat. She's going to be able to gift that hat, and again, there's only one of them, right? Or there's only five of them, depending on on what how many they want to make. So it's a it's it's a digital world when you get into the crypto and the NFT. It's a basically purchasing digital assets. But all of that, right, from blockchain, or I'm sorry, from cryptocurrency to NFTs to purchasing digital assets to purchasing digital land, it's all built upon blockchain. So blockchain is not going anywhere. Um, we'll probably look at this episode five years from now and laugh at some of the the things that I thought it was, you know, or, or where I thought it was going to go because it's going to go in such places that we've not even thought about. So I want you to start thinking about it. I'm not saying you got to go out right now and, and change everything, but I want you to be aware. I want you to go on YouTube. I want you to start to research, the, especially blockchain technology. And to be honest, you need to start to look at crypto and NFTs as well. But start with blockchain. Start to understand it more. Understand you know where it could be going, how it could be affecting you, how it's going to be affecting your future. Because there's no getting around this, right? You can't say, I don't like it. I'm going to forget about it again. It's going to be a really important piece of, of how we live our lives, how your contact center is going to work, how your customer service is going to work, how payments are made, how contracts are made. Um, and then, you know, you want to just be be into the new technology when it comes to this this kind of digital transformation that we're doing online as well. So I hope that that, that helps, guys, and I, I hope that that kind of gets you at least somewhat thinking about, you know, some of these, these technologies that are coming out. Um, I'm going to have a lot more on this. Uh, you need to follow me, please, on LinkedIn. I, I think, you know, I, and I'm, again, I'm not charging anybody for any of this, but anything that I find out about this, I'm going to make sure that, you know, you guys get it too. So, and, and I'm not the expert on this. I'm not saying I am at all. I'm just, I've gone down the rabbit hole with it and I'm totally in on it. So, you know, for those of you who who know more about this than me, um, you know, reach out to me. I'd love to have you on. We'll get you on a, a podcast too that you can talk and, and, and help with, to, to everybody else out here. Um, guys, there's a LinkedIn group. It's the Advice from a Call Center Geek Tips and Tactic uh, group. Uh, check that out. There's about 80 members that we've had in the last about week or so. Um, and, you know, there's some really good posts there. We have the Advice from a Call Center Geek Facebook page as well um, in the community there too. So a bunch of ways to kind of reach out. Last way, hey, if you want to uh, join our SMS text messaging group, uh, just text, you know what, text crypto to 
And that'll get you kind of signed up for that. And any kind of updates or any anything that I think is of value of, or useful, I will uh, I shoot out there as well. And then if you ever like to talk to me, hit me up on LinkedIn. You can hit me in the SMS texting. That's actually my phone number. Um, so or phone number that I own. So it, it definitely does come directly to me. So again, guys, thank you. Uh, good luck. Go down that rabbit hole. Start YouTubing. Have a good one.